I hope you guys have been having a magnificent Valentine's Day. I'm telling you the truth. This weekend was a very, very, very busy weekend. I'm pretty sure for probably all of America, at least most of us, um, preparing for a fantastic Super Bowl. Um, you know, if you had birthdays over the weekend, not only that, uh, Valentine's Day. So it's been quite a festive, you know, few days and been enjoying it very, 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 very much. I want to, um, again, thank you for tuning in to yet another podcast, uh, for the third time. Anyway, um, I want to get started with the Super Bowl. Oh my goodness gracious. Where do I start? It was a it was a fun field Super Bowl and everything else weekend in my camp, as uh, well as a lot of other homes and families across the country and across probably across you know the world. You know, probably had a busy weekend too preparing for the Super Bowl. Maybe they picked up some of our customs, but I want to get to the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl, the whole ambiance of the Super Bowl was, I feel. Really, I, I'm, I feel like it was like one of the best. I want to say that. I really feel like that. Um, I don't know if it's because we come. I doubt if it's because we're coming out of COVID. Uh, because we were coming kind of, you know, getting our shots and boosters. And uh, I mean, our original shots. Let me back pad our original, our first shots around this time last year. So it couldn't have been that. I, it's just L.A. I want to say this to California to Los Angeles. They are the are wonderful, wonderful, wonderful hosts from what I've seen. And I've been following the Super Bowl pretty much all the weekend in between doing what I do. The most hospitable place that you could want to, from what I've seen and what they showed me, that you would want to visit. The whole ambiance was fantastic. Um, the, the way that they treated, I were treated the visitors was fantastic. I mean, just kind and, 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 and welcoming and just the best hospitality. I mean, really, they really did a great job. I am so, so in awe and so just taken back and just, you know, flattered by the way that, you know, they did things in L.A. Oh, my gosh. It was just fantastic. It was absolutely fantastic. It really, truly was. Um, you know, from the commercials and from the, um, you know, the different, you know, festivities they had going on there. And just a wonderful, fun feel. They really know how to treat you. They really know how to put on a Super Bowl. The weather was fantastic for them, you know, um, you know, despite and thankfully they didn't have too much going on, you know, as far as the wildfires. But I do know something went on with like a brush fire. I have to search that up. But anyway, but they got it put out and all was well over the weekend. But they are the most has hot L.A., L.A., L.A. So very hospitable. Oh, my goodness. And they really know how to put on a Super Bowl. But I will say this. When the Super Bowl had came to, went to Indianapolis, Indiana, they put, the, the people of Indianapolis, Indiana, they were welcoming too. 
they were passing out uh, scarves and gloves and just welcoming people as they came off of their uh, planes and flights into the city. Um, they had all kinds of stuff going on too. Also, it was record-breaking weather for um, the state for the state of Indiana because it was balmy. It wasn't as hot as California, but it was in the upper 60s. Oh, yes, it was. And sunny and clear. So, they, and they put on a good, they were very hospitable. But back to L.A. Then comes the Super Bowl. Oh, my goodness, where do I start? Mary married gospel singers. They did a beautiful, absolutely goose pimple all over your arms rendition of the Black National Anthem. They look absolutely gorgeous in their royal blue. Oh, my goodness. And those ladies sang their hearts out. Beautiful, beautiful, and beautiful. Just wonderful. They did an absolutely fantastic job. And then Mickey Guyton, she got up there representing African-American woman in country music. That's some, that's some history too. That's wonderful. And she got up there and she sang. She did a fantastic job. She just as beautiful as she wanted to be. And she did just an absolute fantastic job. The Bengals won the coin toss, but due to their quarterback getting hurt, L.A. won. You know, I, I told y'all, I was non-biased. Uh, I, I was rooting for whoever. You know, I, I like both teams. I, I like L.A. and I like Cincinnati. Two, I haven't been to L.A., but I'm going to go. I told my family, we are going to go there on vacation and have ourselves a California vacation and have a wonderful, wonderful time. I look forward to going there. I look forward to going there. And I just hope everybody, you know, you know, felt the way that I felt far as this, you know, L.A. hosting the Super Bowl. They did a phenomenal job. And then The Rock. What can we say about The Rock? The Rock came out there and he did a non-biased you know, introduction. He is. He did an outstanding job. He looks amazing. I think they were. He was trending about how big his arms is. He really takes care of his of himself, and he really looks really, really good. He really does. Muscles everywhere. Handsome as he could be. He did a fantastic, awesome, awesome job. Super proud of him. Also, I got to check out, he's got a lot going on as far as his, um, he has like drinks. I know he has a tequila and then he has like a, a energy drink out. And so, um, you might want to look, you know, search up rock on Instagram and check out some of his, um, you know, some of his, um, energy drinks, you know, um, and see if that's the thing for you. He also has a tequila line too. I haven't tried it, but I'm going to try because Snoop Dogg also has, and I'll get to him in a minute. He has a, a, a wine, you know, he has his, um, his uh, wines out. Um. So 
you know, try them. I've tried Snoop Dogg's wines and they are delicious. They are really, really good. I even made a sangria with one of them and it turned out really, really awesome. So, um, yes, Rock did an amazing, outstanding job. Then what could I say about halftime? They did. I was so proud. I mean, they were, I mean, just, I was like, what? They did an awesome job. Everything was pristine, clean, but, but, you know, clean, but upbeat and raunchy, but clean. And, and just everybody put on wonderful performances, uh, Eminem did awesome. Dr. Dre, he did amazing. He looks very good. And I hope he, you know, his health, you know, continues to strengthen and strengthen. And and if it isn't already strengthened, I hope it maintains its strength and he just gets stronger and stronger and healthier and healthier. It was phenomenal to see him up there and glad to see him up and around because, you know, he had some health issues a couple months, some months back. So we're happy to see that he's, you know, doing well and looking well and doing his rap thing. And then Snoop Dogg, I mean, Uncle Snoop, he did an awesome job. He really brought down the house. Uh, That beat, I'm telling you, those beats they have will never go out of style. Um, And Mary J, looking like the queen she is, looking just as gorgeous as she can be. And just as awesome, put on an awesome show, awesome, awesome show. Now I, I've seen Mary J in concert, and she, she, I'm telling you, if you if you've never been to one of her concerts, you need to go because you're gonna get every penny worth, every penny worth, dime worth, the dollar that you paid. She's gonna, you're gonna be glad you paid it, and she's gonna, she makes it worth every penny, every cent. She does fan. She did fantastic. And then um, Kendrick Lamar, he brought his A-game. He did fantastic. And then when they brought 50 Cent out, I was like, oh, what? That was an awesome surprise. So I'm telling you, you guys, I I, I wasn't in L.A., as you all know, but I really felt just so it was just, they put on a good show for the world for that Super Bowl. They really did an outstanding job. They were the hostess, hosts and hostesses with the most and mostesses. They did an amazing job. And I, oh my gosh, I, there's no words. Just excitement. Just a, it was so fun. My family, my entire family, we had just the most wonderful time and enjoyed it. All of, oh my gosh, we just had a good time. And I want to thank the people of Los Angeles that put on uh, Pepsi and, and the people of Long uh, that all were affiliated. And um, Jay-Z, shout out to Jay-Z, you know, who um, who really fought to get, get all of those wonderful, wonderful people on the stage for the Super Bowl. It was amazing. It was, you know what? And we've had uh, all of the Super Bowls have been excellent, but I'm telling you, it was just something special about this one. L.A. Got, has fantastic hospitality. I just can't get over it, you know, because I've seen some Super Bowls. I'm not going to say no names, but I've seen some Super Bowls where, you know, uh, the people that were um, 
the visitors and stuff were, I mean, they were just verbally abused. They were just threatened and just, I ain't going to say who it was and where they was, but I'm telling you, that's how you treat your guests. That commercial they have for a Disney, be my guest, be my guest. They, that's, they, they really, really, really made you feel welcome and, and just made you, just made, gave you a nice little warmth, happiness inside. They, it was amazing. It was, a, it was a very, very, very awesome Super Bowl. And I've seen a lot of Super Bowls and I'm not just saying this because they had, you know, um, the hip hop artists and all of that. on. I'm not saying it because of that. I'm just saying Los Angeles, California really knows how to party. Congratulations, LA Rams, on your Super Bowl victory. Woo! And let me not forget when they came out um, with Tupac's California Knows How to Party. Because I agree 100%. That was one of the best Super Bowls that I've actually sat and I watched the whole thing. I actually, it was one of the best Super Bowls that I've seen, you know, and I've seen a couple, a few Super Bowls. I'm going to say it. I know people might get mad at me and don't get me wrong. America, everybody that's hosted a Super Bowl has did an outstanding job. Beautiful people, you know, for the most part, because, you know, there was, there was, you know, I ain't going to go there. I ain't going to single nobody out. But as far as how I'm going to get back to California, as far as the hospitality, I was so proud of how they treated the guests and all and just the whole ambiance. They really, 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 really know how to host. And they absolutely 100 percent definitely knows how to party. And on that note. Back in a moment with the World According to Buki and M podcast, y'all. Stay with me. Checking in? Yep, it's me, Megan Stallion. Megan the Stallion. Oh, here you are. Just a couple questions. Any allergies? You know, like cats, dogs? Nope. And deer? I'm sorry, what? How about a fox, bear, water buffalo? What about a sloth? A sloth. 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 Sloth allergies? Yeah. No. Great. This way. Okay. And one more thing. You're comfortable around crocodiles, right? A crocodile what? Dolce Lily, the new fragrance for her by Dolce and Gabbana. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for coming back. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Uh, Model Legends Walk Sergio Hudson's New York Fashion Week runway. Black Model Legends Beverly Johnson, Veronica Webb, and Giselle Zelloway walked Sergio Hudson's New York Fashion Week runway 
on Sunday. Wow. New York, New York. With model legends Beverly Johnson, Veronica Webb, and Giselle Zellaway. On his runway, Sergio Hudson took New York Fashion Week on a vibrant, outlandish safari. Sunday, inspired in part by the blues, yellows, and oranges, favored by the Nibels of South Africa. But attitude was just as important as color to Hudson's latest collection, some of which went on sale immediately. If Whitley Gilbert from Different World or Cher Horowitz and Dion from Clueless were to go on safari, what would they wear? It's just really fun, cheeky, and clothes that girls can really, really wear and women can really, really wear. He told the Associated Press, there were many dresses with bouncy ruffle hems, tiny short sets and delicious trouser suits in bright greens, purple, sunset orange and sunny yellow. He played with a brown animal print fit for safari, using it for a range of looks from a lighter than air coat worn with a simple brown dress to a sleeveless evening sparkler. And when Hudson spoke of girls and women, he meant it. Webb, the first black model to land a long-term contract with a major cosmetics company, Revlon, in 1992, walked in a jewel-toned purple miniskirt and zip jacket with large safari-worthy front pockets. Zillaway, the 80s and 90s icon from Brazil known for her emotive modeling style, showed off one of Hudson's slinky slip gowns in bright green. Johnson, the first African-American model to appear on the cover of American Vogue in 1974, donned a sexy soft pink tea-length dress with a wide ruffle hem. I just believe in inclusivity, Hudson said. Like, it's not all about 25-year-old or 22-year-old or some of these girls. These girls don't buy my clothes. Women over 30 buy my clothes. So why not look at, run at the runway and see, okay, this woman is wearing what you could be wearing. It just makes sense to me. Women don't stop being beautiful, sexy, smart. They're even smarter at that age. So why not? And some of Hudson's women care about sun protection. He gave a few huge wide brim hats to top off many sets in sunset colors. Hudson has been an outspoken critic of lack of racial diversity in the industry he loves. I think, I think it's changing. I'm very proud of the fashion industry because doors have been opening and people are becoming more open to the conversation, he said. There wasn't a place for us, and I feel like they opened a door. We are designers just like everybody else. And I agree with that so much because it's about inclusivity, everybody. Women of all ages, women of all shapes, women of all genders and just inclusive um, to, to everybody, to everybody who wants to wear these clothes. And it's just a wonderful thing because women, as they mature, they don't you can't just take a, a 35 or 40 year old and say, oh, you're over the hill. We can't use you. That's just crazy. To me, that's just crazy. You, you get you, women and men are like a fine wine that just gets better and better over time. 
And I would like to see more, more diversity of, because the world just doesn't have 20-year-olds running around in it. It has people of all ages. And I would like to see more movies in Hollywood with people that are um, 30s, 40s, and up, you know, not playing these these um, geriatric roles like, oh, you know, you know, the, the typical ones that you see, because that's not in reality. That's not what they're doing. A lot of them are still, you know, doing what they were doing when they were, you know, when they were younger, they're not going to the clubs or anything, but they're going to parties and things like that. They're still outgoing. They're still dancing. They're still enjoying life. They're still traveling. They're still enjoying food. They're still dating and all of that stuff. So, I mean, you know, I would like to see a lot more of that, you know, uh, reality because all they're like older 25-year-olds. That's all they are, more mature 25-year-olds. They're 25-year-olds with sense, the, you know, people that are more mature in age. And so, um, you know, that's all it is. You're just 25, 30 years old, but with sense. You know, so um, I would love to see more of that. And I'm so glad, I'm so glad to, you know, read these type of, and see these type of stories and hear about these type of stories and even look at these type of stories because that's the world we live in. That is absolutely the world we live in. And it's not over until you're dead. Back in a moment with the World According to Book and Podcast. Stay with me on this Valentine's Day. Make me smile. Hey, uh, I didn't order any pizza. Jake from State Farm. After you saved me so much dough on insurance with that Parker promo, I devised a promo for you. Here's the deal, Parker. State Farm offers everyone surprisingly great rates. Yeah, right. Pepperoni pockets, an atomic brownie, cuckoo crusty. There's no promo, it's just great rates. And a cider ranch. You're the man, man. When you want the real deal? Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. The world according to Buki and I will be back in a moment. Stay with me, you guys. coming back. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Teachers tackle Black History Month under new restrictions. In states where laws now limit classroom discussions about race and discrimination, many teachers are watching what they say and more anxious about their jobs. In rural New Hampshire, a Spanish teacher took down a Black Lives Matter sign in her classroom. In Lubbock, Texas, a social studies teacher felt that candid political discussions with students were becoming kind of like a tightrope. And in Oklahoma City, a history teacher began to think twice about using the word white to describe people who who defended slavery. 
In February, public school teachers traditionally shape lessons around Black History Month, but this year's edu- this year educators in several states are handling their classrooms a bit more gingerly. Republican-led legislators in several states passed laws last year to ban or limit schools from teaching that racism is infused in American institutions. And while students in those states are still learning about activists like Ida B. Wells and Claudette Colvin and eras like Reconstruction and Civil Rights Movement, some teachers are also exercising a quiet restraint. The laws, they say, have added the threat of termination to the long list of things they worry about, from pandemic safety to struggling students to staff shortages. I'm not going to let any of these laws deter me from the things that I, that I think work best for students, said Eric Parker, the history teacher in Oklahoma. But I also enjoy working with students and having a roof over my head. Since January 2021, according to a list compiled by Education Week, 37 states have introduced measures to limit how race and discrimination can be taught in public school classrooms, and 14 have imposed laws or rules to enforce these restrictions. This legislation is very nebulous, said Grace Leatherman, the executive director of the National Council for History Education. There is certainly a chilling effect. Some teachers say the laws seem like politicized distractions removed from the reality of modern classrooms where lessons plans adapt to students' needs and curiosities. There seems to be this perception that all our teachers are doing every single day is getting up there and... uh, and demagoguing and Anton Schlusky, a history teacher in Colorado, who is the president of the National Council for Social Studies. And that's just not the case. While some educators have left or have lost their jobs amid debates over these new laws, there have not been reports of widespread terminations of teachers. And defenders of measures say that they are not meant to stifle teachers' speech. Governor Chris Suno of New Hampshire signed a bill in July that says no public employer should teach that people of any particular race or gender were inherently racist, sexist, or oppressive. Nothing in this bill prevents schools from teaching any aspect of American history, such as teaching about racism, sexism, or slavery, said Benjamin. But this, that a spokesman for the governor, he added that teachers were continuing these important lessons during Black History Month as they should. David Bullard, a state senator who sponsored a similar law in Oklahoma, has said that it is false that the bill prohibits the teaching of racial topics or history. According to the state's academic standards, American history classes can still cover a range of figures and subjects, including slavery, the abolitionist movement, the Tulsa Massacre, W.E. Du Bois, Martin Luther King, and Malcolm X, and the Black Panthers. But in Oklahoma, as in several other states, the law bars educators from teaching that people are responsible for actions committed in the past or by members of the same race or sex. And from telling students that anyone should feel discomfort, guilt, anguish, that anyone should feel discomfort, guilt, anguish, or any other form of psychological distress because of their race or sex.
Mr. Parker, the teacher in Oklahoma who said he could not speak on behalf of his district, said the law made him a little more anxious about what he says. Before it passed last year, he said he might have used the word white to describe people who fought to preserve slavery in Texas during its bloody split from Mexico in the 19th century. Now he would be more inclined to leave that descriptive out. Middle school students are smart, Mr. Parker added and have absorbed enough history lessons to understand the context clues. I let them sort it out for themselves, he said. Which Texans am I talking about? They probably know which Texans I'm talking about. Some educators say some educators say that the vagueness of the new rules puts the burden on them to avoid any misinterpretation that could cost them their jobs. Well, Kid, that's true. Kids are kids. They're going to find out about history and slavery and, and everything else, you know, regardless of if they're in school or if they're not in school, because TikTok, Instagram, you know, those topics come up. So, yeah, well, you know, they went further on to say, we'll know, we'll know it's wrong when they pull our license, said Terry Lopez. Burlingame, who teaches the rural K through eight schools in Gilmanton, New Hampshire. That's how vague it is. And um, although she removed her Black Lives Matter sign after her state passed a law against teaching that people of any particular race or gender were inherently racist, sexist, or oppressive, Miss Lopez Burlingame says she did not shy away from discussing the history lessons that often accompany her Spanish lessons, including slavery across Latin America. But she still harbors some fear that her students' parents could report her to local officials if she says something they don't like. When kids ask me questions, I pause longer than normal to think about how I'm going to respond, she said. If I say the wrong thing, those kids will go home to their parents who will do what they are doing, what they are doing all this year, going bonkers. So David Ring, a social studies teacher in Lubbock, Texas, usually celebrates Black History Month by asking his high school students to read Dr. King's letter from Birmingham jail. That is in addition to topics he covers all year, including redlining. And Mr. Ring, who is black and Korean, is often the only person of color in the room, said he wanted his students to learn that civil rights movement was not over. For them, the the year 2000 is like ancient history. And so trying to get them to understand that the 1960s weren't that long ago is baby steps, he said. But under new law, teachers in Texas must frame slavery as a deviation from the founding principles of the United States. And the law limits the teaching of the 1619 Project, an initiative by the New York Times Magazine that explores the continuing legacy of slavery in the United States and highlights the contributions black people have made to American society. Back in a moment with the world, according to Book and Podcast. too dark in here. I need to get out. Just calm down. You can't calm down. The walls are closing in. I'm freaking out. Ugh, relax, yellow. Just take a deep breath. <sighs> Let's not do that again. At last, M&M's Mix. Walk down the aisle in style with 50% off wedding and floral at Hobby Lobby. Find savings in store or online at HobbyLobby.com. Just call to say 
because you know you got to go to work tomorrow. You know you know better. Thank you guys for tuning in. Have a beautiful day. Have a wonderful, romantic, or whatever kind of night you're going to have. Make it a great one. Peace. No summer's high. No warm July. No harvest moon to light. One tender August night.